Seven Lamb Productions presents Atlas Avenue B Case 2 The Red Letter Part 10 Uninvited Guests How? Why? Jimmy John, do you know how long we've been looking for you? If I hazard a guess, I'd say a couple hours. Fuck you, Big Jimbo. A couple hours. Try a couple days. Arthur, fuck you and the high horse you rode in on. (laughs) Oh, great. You pissed off my horse. I've been meaning to ask you, where'd you get a horse? From that, uh, Bethany Chick's farmhouse. Oh, yeah. Jimmy Jones. We searched the whole city. We met a woman who used to be Irish or or something. She can't play Nintendo games, but I think I love her. We also explored dirty alleys, uh, card rooms, and we even crashed an underground cockfighting ring. Why would I be there? You're on the run now. Who knows what you'd do or where you'd hide. Oh, my God. From the cops? How did you become such a badass, Mr. J? I'm not a badass. I just egged the captain's house. Actually, you know what? I am a badass. It's time to embrace it. Calm down. We were the ones at the cockfighting ring. We are far more badass than you. Arthur shot Edith the seductive look. Ew, stop that. Well, good for you guys, but I would not be at a cockfight. Why? I'm into animal welfare. It's inhumane. Relax. No animals were harmed. Oh, so no roosters pecked each other to death? There weren't even any roosters there. What kind of cockfight was it? The cool kind. What did you guys do when you were there? Before or after we unzipped our pants? Never mind. I get it now. Good. High five. Fuck off, Arthur. I will follow you everywhere you go until you give me a high five. My whole life, I will follow you until you slap your goddamn hand against mine. Test me, goddammit. I dare you. Oh, Jesus. What are you doing here, Edith? I wanted to make sure no whore was taking advantage of you. I brought my axe with me, just in case. I see that. Mr. Locke, you have a dinner party to attend. Dinner party? I'll go. Where is it? Is it this way? Paul, Arthur, and Edith made their way through the hall. Paul started opening random doors. I don't see the dinner party. Yeah, me either. I just checked behind the staircase. I hope there's hot chicks there. I have a new pickup line. It goes something like this. I say it's hot in here. She says something that doesn't matter. And I say we take off all your clothes like that song and then we bang. I don't know how Julianne would take to having three more guests, but at least Jane wasn't here. That was the only person she said not to invite. Is it okay if they stay? I don't think Miss Goodwill like this. What's three more guests? (sighs) This way. Which way? Which way is it? Tell me. Just follow Sheldrake. Who's Sheldrake? Paul, the only person in the room that you don't know. Oh. Mr. J, do they have a coat rack for people who bring axes? What? Do they have a goddamn axe rack? Uh, I don't think anyone has that. I guess I'll fucking carry it then. Sheldrake led Edith, Paul, and Arthur into the dining room. This should be an interesting dinner. He is, looking adorable as ever. Hello, Julianne. 
She was descending the stairs in a flowing gold gown. Her hair was done up in a bun. She wore long, dangling diamond earrings and a triangle necklace. What was that ruckus I heard? About that. Jimmy Jones! Paul and Arthur burst from around the corner. There's no chicks here. How am I going to try out that new line? I tried it on that scrawny caddish secretary you had and she just threw salt in my eyes. It hurts. No one's here. What kind of dinner party is this? Can I invite Daphne? No, you idiot. What? Who are you? I'm Paul Wynn. Me and Jimmy John used to be best friends until I found out he didn't like video games. So then I had to get a new best friend, Timmy. Until Timmy got in trouble with his parents when he exited houses and stayed out late. Now he's grounded. It sucks. And uh, I'm Arthur Phelps, Big Jimbo's new bestie. You want to see us high-five to prove it? No. What are they doing here? That's what I was going to tell you. Mr. J, I don't like that I'm the only girl here. Oh, who's this tramp? Pardon me? Even if I was a head of state, I wouldn't pardon you. Is this the tramp you're working for? She makes you angry, Mr. J. Just give me the signal and I'll cut her fucking head off. Julianne, I'm sorry. They just showed up. They were worried about me. I don't appreciate this. Food is ready. Yeah! I hope you made freedom fries. If he doesn't have french fries, we walk. Paul and Arthur ran into the dining room. Mr. J, are you okay? I'm fine, Edith. Edith lowered her axe and head into the dining room. I'm sorry they're here, but I figured since it's a dinner party, it wouldn't be a problem having a few more guests. When are the other guests coming? There are no other guests coming. Did people cancel? This was supposed to be for just you and me. What? I'm very, very disappointed. I didn't know. Come, the food is getting cold. She shuffled her way into the dining room. What the hell was that about? Was Julianne hoping more would happen between us? What exactly was I doing here? I felt the case may have just been a lure. I composed myself and headed into the dining room. Hey, Jimmy Jones, they have french fries. They didn't at first, but then I screamed into that butler's ear until he said he would make some. I hated him at first, but now I like them. The fries aren't ready, but they will be in a minute. If they aren't ready in a minute, we walk! Tons of food was laid out on the long table. Hopster tails, crab cakes, crab legs, skewers of meat, prime rib, steamed vegetables, rolls, chopped asparagus, and yes, several seconds later, Sheldrake brought out french fries. Julianne sat at the far end. I sat opposite her. Would you care for some wine, Mr. Locke? Please. And that makes four more questions, Sheldrake. You won't get that last one, Mr. Locke. But I'm better than you. <laughs> so you think. Sheldrake, I don't like this wine. It's bitter. There's not enough sugar in it. Can I get some Coke? He, he means the soda, not the drug. Although, if you do have some of the drug... Maybe I can get some? No, we're just gonna sit here and have dinner and then you guys are leaving. Oh, looks like Big Jimbo's tired. Poor baby. Needs to sleep like a little whiny fucking baby. Ha! I'm just fucking with you, Jimbo. You're my bestie. Please stop calling me that. Mr. J, when are you coming back to the office? It's fucking boring. I can't right now. Oh, yeah. It's because you're a badass now. I miss the old Mr. J. She means the pussy version. Shut up, Arthur. I'm just kidding around, bestie. I want you to know, I didn't tell on you the hilts. Why would you? 
You guys were with me when we did all the illegal activities. Yeah, but you egged the captain's house. That was your fault. And you egged my apartment, Arthur. You did that too. Well, when this whole thing subsides, you're helping me clean my place. Am not. You can't make me. Can we not fight right now? I want to enjoy my dinner in peace. Sorry. Sorry, butthead. You're a butthead, Arthur! Enough. We ate in silence. Sheldrake came back into the room. He poured some coke for Paul and slipped Arthur a gram. The silence dragged on for far too long. Julianne shifted in her seat. Anybody have anything they would like to talk about? Propose a topic. Hmm. I got one. Yes. Hmm. Rape? <laughs> Whoa. Whoa, Paul, what What the hell? That's not a topic for dinner discussion. What about murder? No. Well, I'm a cop. That's what I know best. Arthur and I are on his case right now. We're trying to stop this mad bomber. He's been bombing more and more places around the city. We could talk about that. No. What do you expect me to talk about? Not rape, murder, and bombings. It's not like he can't talk about other things. He once spent four hours explaining to me why water Pokemon were better against electric Pokemon. Which is wrong. I may not play video games, but I can tell you water is not better than electricity. Take the human race, for example. Whatever that means. You don't know anything about Pokemon, Arthur. Oh, I know more than I let on. Arthur winked at Edith in a seductive way, as if Pokemon would be a turn-on for Edith. Stop trying to come on to me, you weirdo. I'll cut your fucking head off. Hmm. I'd like that. No, you wouldn't. Hey, guys. I miss Timmy. Well, this is nice. How about a change of topics? I could bring up the good news I planned on bringing up before this whole intrusion happened. Oh? I had some good news I wanted to share with you, James. James? I'm sorry. Who are you again? I'm a famous actress. I've starred in such hits as Forever Too Long, Love Conquers the Fall, and Never Say Never, unless you have to. Whoa. It's so hard for me to pay attention when a girl talks. I miss that whole thing. Shockingly, Paul, you're still single. Yeah, but I met a farm lady that makes pie. I think she'll eventually fuck me. But if she turns me down, I'm just going to throw money at her until she likes me. Okay. Julianne, what's the good news? I'm going to try my hardest to pay attention right now. Well, B.C. Baxter's last movie is finally seeing the light of day. They're holding a premiere at the Hawaiian Cornucopia Theater. I have a small role in it, but Baxter says he's been in the editing bay, and I steal the show. I'm so ecstatic. I want you to accompany me to the theater, James. Nope. Couldn't pull through. I heard up to, well, everything else sounded like Foghorn to me. Don't go, Mr. K. Oops. I I mean Mr. J. Don't know where that came from. Why wouldn't he accompany me? It's going to be extravagant. You will go, won't you, James? I, uh, well... That means no. James? I just think with this case, it might not be the best idea. I have a few more people I need to interview before I can even start formulating my own ideas. That means no. Mr. J, just call her a whore and be done with it. Edith, please. Julianne, don't you want me to find who sent the letter? I do. But don't you want that special information I promised you? 
Oh, what kind of special information? Is it sex stuff? Julianne was referring to her knowledge of Andrew, insert last name. The man I now knew is the chameleon. He had many personas, many names, and he was the one who helped Desmond Grant escape. If I could find this Andrew Gardman, Topple, whatever, I could possibly find Grant. And man, I long to find Grant. If you don't think the information is worthwhile... I didn't say that. Well, it seems like you don't care enough for it. Yikes, things are getting heated. Are you bribing me, Miss Good? I am just requesting. What will I do with the extra ticket? Bring Sheldrake. He's already accompanying me. I have two tickets. I'll go, and I'll have sex with you afterwards. If you want. If you don't want, I can just throw money at you. No, thank you. Oh, pick me! I've never been to a movie before. Is that the thing with the moving pictures? Hey, let's do a dating game kind of thing. We'll use a curtain to divide us, and you ask me, Arthur, and maybe even that cat bitch questions. Shut up, Tubby. I'm not going. I ain't a lesbo. All right, forget her. You just ask me and Arthur questions, and then choose which one you want to go to the premiere with. Shorty knows your voice as she knows who you guys are. I want James. (sighs) Fine. I needed the info she held to find Grant. Julianne smiled. I'm glad you said yes. When is it? Tomorrow at six. Don't be late. I won't. And with that, I shall withdraw. If you really don't want to go, I could just cut her fucking head off, Mr. J. It's really simple. I just sharpened my axe today. No, Edith, that won't be necessary. Hey, Jimmy John, if you want, I could dress up like you and take her to the premiere. I know this guy who does makeup. She'll never notice. She'll notice. Paul, you have an accent. Maybe we should get together and both dress as Locke. How are you going to both be me? Well, I'll get on Paul's shoulders, and he could be your legs, and I'll be your upper body like the aliens did in Mars Attacks. I'm not 12 feet tall. Wait, how tall are you? Not even close to 12 feet tall. Yeah, that won't work. Well, it worked in Mars Attacks. Didn't you just tell Julianne you've never seen a movie? Not a real movie. Most of the time, I just gather a bunch of stills from the internet, print them out, and then staple them together. I make a flip book and then flip through and make my own movie. Sometimes a porn picture gets in there or a still from another movie, and it really confuses me. Why don't you just watch the actual movie? Big dark rooms with more than ten seats scare me. What? You act like that's a weird thing to say. That's a weird thing to say. It's a very weird thing to say. Okay, I think you guys better leave. I ushered all three of them to the door. Jimmy Jones, put in a good word for me with the old broad. I don't have a lot of cash, but I have a piggy bank at home with over $10 in change. I can throw change in her. You think she'll let me see her naked? Yeah, me too. Find out if I can see her naked. What about your blow-up doll? She has a name, goddammit. And don't tell her. I'll be really pissed off. You'll be pissed off? I pushed Arthur and Paul out the door. For some reason, Arthur was really getting on my nerves. Maybe this wasn't the best time, but I just had the urge. You ever tell Paul about Lorraine? Hey, uh, bestie, relax. You know what? You're taking too long. Paul, Arthur here is one of many men who slept with your wife. What? Good night, guys. Mr. J, you need new friends. That is true. Are you sure you're okay? I'm fine, Edith. Thank you. Edith gripped me tight. She squeezed inside. Bye, Mr. J. 
Edith left. Outside I could see Arthur and Paul wrestling on the ground. Maybe I shouldn't have told Paul in that way, but I could tell Arthur would never do it. I loosened my tie and headed upstairs. I got undressed and climbed into bed. I would meet with Jane tomorrow morning and hopefully talk to the last two exes. Then I would attend Julianne's premiere. I really hoped she wasn't trying to make more out of our relationship. I closed my eyes and drifted off. When I awoke, I was in a field. What field was this? It was filled with daffodils. I walked through, brushing my hands through the large stems. These flowers were larger than they should be. The farther I walked, the taller the flowers got. Hey, Jimmy John, catch! I turned to see Paul tossing a big red ball at me. The ball was huge, but I was able to catch it with both hands. Throw it to me! I threw it to Arthur. We played catch until Arthur decided to take the ball and start banging it. The ball began to take the shape of Daphne. Don't worry, I'll get her! She has a name! Edith popped out from behind a large daffodil with the stem of an axe. She cut Daphne's head off and Daphne exploded like a balloon. Arthur and Paul started shooting at each other and I got caught in the middle. This way, Julianne's head was on a serpent's body. She slithered through the large stems and down a hole. I crawled after her. I felt my body getting tinier and tinier until I reached the edge of the hole, which was a large cavern now. Down here. Come on. Suddenly, Sheldrake popped out and grabbed me by the collar. We fell into the hole, tumbling down and down. Numbers flew past, then letters, then strange images. A half-rotisserie chicken, an old man, trying to make a three-point turn. Hey, what's going on? A speedboat flying through the air. A square necklace, and... And... I hit the ground hard. I got up and looked into a funhouse mirror. I held a gun at my reflection, but it wasn't me in the mirror. It was... Angela Diamond. She smiled at me. The mirror rippled and Angela lost her girly figure. She changed. She changed into something else. Someone else. Holy shit! Desmond Grant! Drop your gun. I did, but Desmond didn't. No! 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 Holy shit! It was a dream. It was all a dream. The moonlight shone in through the window. The room had a soft blue glow. I caught my breath and relaxed. Just a dream. Just a dream. Something creaked in my room. I scanned the darkness. Someone was in here with me. And then I saw them. A person stood in the corner. Was it Julianne? No, this, this person had a burly body. It was a man. Was it Sheldrake? No. This person was too tall to be Sheldrake. The man moved forward. He stepped partly into the moonlight, and I could see the danger I was in. This man, dressed in all black, was holding a gun. And the gun was pointing right at my head. Atlas Avenue Beat Written by Robert M. Lamb 
edited by Dylan Whitehead, starring Jack Austin as Locke, Amy LeRae as Edith, Jose Caraballo as Paul, Brian Messick as Arthur, Gina Coyle as Julianne, Lucas Webley as Sheldrake and Dr. Doctor, and Stacey Patron as Jane. Co-starring Mallory Presley, Michael Mola, Chris Butera, Nicole Green, Brett Wilkins, Jerry Swindle, Ashley Cartesano, Danielle Abernecka, Nick Engelhard, Reed Kreiner, Anthony Grimm, Robert M. Lamb, and Zane Sexton. Music provided by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. If you enjoy this podcast, don't forget to rate and review. Also, check out www.7lamb.com for other podcasts such as this one. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash 7lampodcasts and on Twitter and Instagram at 7lampodcasts. This has been a Seven Lamb production.